What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of PlusCast, the Geek vs. All Disney Plus-based podcast. First episode of 2020. We're a little late to the show uh, in terms of our scheduling, but alas, we are finally here. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Amanda Woomer. What's up, Hello. Amanda? Good. How are you? Thank I have <laughs> <laughs> to not a good start. I love it. It's more for the, the B-roll footage. I just... Okay. So pre-show, Amanda's like, I'm going to try not to say anything embarrassing because I have a really, really nice um, clip video that I'm going to hit you all with in the, the coming weeks here. All courtesy of my friend Amanda, who just... From a single episode. She gives us these pearls, you know? It's just... I got to love it. I do what I can. It's it's so awesome. So if you like Disney Plus, all things Disney, really, we are here to talk a little bit about that. Um, as I said, as we get into 2020 here, uh, so we'll try to cover a little bit here with January and February in terms of releases and what uh, what's new to watch on the service. So uh, first of all, Amanda, what have you been watching? I know last episode we had talked. You said you had kind of um, seen all that you had seen, and you were waiting for some new content. Yeah. But there's a lot on there. So what have you been watching? So uh, my husband and I have been binging the final season of Rebels because um, that's just something that was on our laundry list to do. And we finally just sat down and committed to it. I also, I think the season is done now. I started watching the Imagineering story. Oh, yes. Um, and super, super interesting. I am a huge Disney nerd, especially when it comes to like Disney the man and Disney the parks. Sure. So um, it's, been, it's a great little series that just goes through the very beginnings all the way up to modern day. And the stories that the Imagineers and the creators of the attractions and the parks, the stories that they have to share. And it's really impressive kind of mind-boggling and it just adds a little bit to my love that I already have for Disney and it just makes it a little bit deeper and it's been really cool so I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it um I have not yet that is something I definitely want to circle around to though it was very good that's cool yes um so with Rebels and we'll get into uh, towards the end of the show a little bit on the Clone Wars uh the coming final season we're going to finally end that story uh with uh, 12 episodes which it originally was announced to be seven so that's good news i guess uh but with regards to star wars rebels versus clone wars i know you really are a big clone wars fan in terms of star wars material how do you like rebels and how they compare here i had a hard time with rebels in the beginning just because of the animation style i know people usually say that yes you people usually say that about the clone wars and it was the same thing i didn't start clone wars for a while because the animation really put me off same thing with rebels but um i think that they both offer really for a cartoon really mature storylines oh agreed um and i know resistance is supposed to be a bit more dumbed down for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. um more kid friendly versus rebels and clone wars which is has some heavy heavy stuff in there um there's a few episodes even like i want to say with the clone wars particularly with the the darth maul stuff um and palpatine i'm like this is a little intense this is heavy (laughs) like why why is what is this rated yeah exactly um and i know like we'll talk more about clone wars later um but i i am a firm believer that clone wars is it's a necessary thing that people have to watch in order to fully understand the uh, uh, the prequel trilogy. Sure. Um, but Rebels is one of those shows that I feel like you can take it or leave it. You can watch it or you don't have to watch it. But if you do, it just really adds to the mythology of the Jedi and the whole story happening kind of around Rogue One's time period um, mm-hmm. leading up to the original um, trilogy. And... It's a fun show. It's a solid storyline. And I think once you get past the weird animation, the mm-hmm. characters are really well developed and the storylines are really, really interesting. It's not just like every so often it's like the adventure of the week. Sure. Um, but there is like an overlying arc yeah. um, in seasons, which I always enjoy. Me too. I think there's more depth there and it's more enjoyable. Uh, I mean, it gives you reason to come back, I guess. Yeah. Um, I ended up liking Rebels more than Clone Wars, but I mean, you might as well flip a coin for me. You know, I, I enjoyed them both. Um, speaking of Resistance, I actually just dove into that for the first time this week, believe it or not. Um, it is definitely toned more towards kids. Mm-hmm. The animation style, again, something drastically different from the first two series, which each had their own identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, if I could kind of explain it to you if you're a video game connoisseur it is like 
uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That animation kind of cartoon, cel-shaded. Um, I wouldn't say... No, never mind. I think it's its, its own thing. Um, but it's its definitely different, and it sets itself uh, apart. And it's, it's kind of cool. Like, Oscar Isaac voices Poe Dameron. Well, that's cool. I did not realize uh, until I saw this on Twitter the other day, Elijah Wood uh, actually voices a recurring character on the show. Um, like a first order trooper. That's cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Lord of the Rings. That's amazing. Um, and then there's something about like BB-8 is always prominent. General Organa was in the first episode. So that's kind of cool as a Star Wars fan. I appreciate all of that. Would you recommend it? I'm only two episodes in. I would. Um, Kaz is the title of the main character or the name of the main character and a little bit cheesy. Um, it's like if... It's I don't I don't know how to describe this. I almost feel like Tom Holland is voicing this character, but I love Tom <laughs> Holland, and I don't mean to um, I guess take any way take anything away from his abilities. But the character sounds like a really really excited cheesy Tom Holland is the best way to put that. Like a teenager, like yeah. a really enthusiastic teenager. Maybe when uh, Tom Holland discovers in Spider-Man, his world, whether it's uh, Captain America, Civil War, or even the Avengers movies where everything's bigger than him, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of this. Okay. So this, And it's not a bad thing per se, but it's not what I can tell going to be the mature storylines that we saw from uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. So uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, give it a shot. They're only 22-minute episodes, which is good for me. I can get through that. So take a look at that. Um, and then... Uh, Mandalorian wrapped up as well so we're going to be getting I know we didn't put that on the the itinerary here but season two is coming faster than I anticipated I did not think Isn't we were coming gonna, this fall it is yeah. I did not anticipate that I thought okay that's fine we've got all these series in the works whether it's Kenobi or Cassian and K2 probably 2021 at earliest but uh, John Favreau tweeted out an image and it is coming this fall so that's a good turnaround for, for a show like that. Obviously, this was popular, and yeah. you got to imagine Disney fast-tracked it and said, yes, oh, yes, yeah. we need more of that. They struck gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. So that series uh, wrapped up. You can check out um, the Geekiverse's We Have Spoken, which is a miniseries based on everything uh, from The Mandalorian. But what did you think of it? Did you get through all of it? Of course I did. All right, just making sure. Yes. That last episode was maybe my favorite. I loved it. Yeah. It was so good. It was. Baby Yoda. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to... I know people have gotten yelled at for calling it Baby Yoda. The no, chi- we... The we child. Put, we put disclaimers up yes. front. Um, we know it's not Baby Yoda, Yoda, and there's no name for the species, so that's what it is. It's fine. He's great. It's fine. It is. Uh, Taika Waititi was really good in this one. And yes. he directed the episode. Yeah. And I heard that he's now getting his own Star Wars movie. Oh, man. I hope that's true. He was approached. It was the last I heard. Um, it's so funny. After I saw Thor Ragnarok, and that's I love Thor Ragnarok, I was like, you got to get this man in Star Wars because he's just, he's so much fun. Yeah. Do we, have we talked about what we do in the shadows? Um, I just started watching it. So, have you seen the movie? No, I'm starting to watch the I've TV show. I've only seen the show. movie and not okay, the TV show. Okay, <laughs> the TV show's hilarious. <laughs> oh, people love that show. Yes, it's um, ridiculous. Where can I watch that? It's on Hulu right now. Oh, yes. Okay, that's Which super is owned exciting. by Disney Plus, so this works. Yes. <laughs> what a nice little tie-in. That was awesome. I I, I love Taika Waititi. Um, that was the first thing that I saw him in. Yeah. And in Ragnarok, I actually thought that was the voice of Reese Darby who, if you watch Flight of the Concords, he is Murray, their band manager. Anyway, they're all in a lot of things together, and I thought that's where it came from. But interesting times. Hulu, I will be paying you a visit later. Yes. So uh, in terms of Disney+, Plus, we wanted to lay down some prominent titles that have come to the service, uh, will be coming to the service here in the last few days in January and moving into February. So... One thing that kind of ties into also what I have been watching um, is the live-action Aladdin. So I just watched that yesterday for the first time. Have you seen it? I saw it in theaters. I did not see it in theaters. I did not see a few other titles that we'll talk about shortly in theaters. But I really wish I had because I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I loved... Like, everyone was nervous about Will Smith being the genie. 100%. Um, 
And I thought he was the best part of the whole movie. Hundred percent. I'll say it. I was like, he yeah. did his own genie. He did. Like, and like there were like scenes where he'd be like, mic drop, and I'm like, yes. Like Robin Williams did his thing. Now you can do your thing. We don't have to copy anyone. Didn't I feel like he still like, I don't know, paid respect to that character, and there were like subtle things here and yes. there. Yes. But he really made it its own. Yes, I thought it was. I I will admit the first. 20 minutes or so I was kind of like oh man like I'm not feeling it like they're yeah. changing things it's a little weird nothing's really sticking out to me and then Will Smith showed up and I was like I'm here for it yes this is fine it was so good um we we watched it as a family last night and it was it was just super enjoyable it was funny which you know is always big for me I thought the music was very well done yeah. uh, for I the like most it's, part. Like it's beautiful. It's like a Bollywood movie with all the oh, colors yeah. and costumes. For sure. The, the cultures that. worked into it yeah. um, from a pop culture standpoint too. Yeah. And um, with Will Smith in particular, I just, I can't speak enough to, to how much I, I enjoyed him. He, yes. he was a lot of fun. And then um, even towards the end without spoiling anything, because it is a little bit different from the Aladdin, you know, I liked the twist. It was Same. Good. It was good. Um, I, uh, when Will's character, we'll say, uh, tears up, I, that was enough for me as well. And oh. I was like, oh my gosh. Aladdin was the very first movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? Yes. And when the genie starts crying at the end of it, that's where I realized, <laughs> wow, I'm a sucker. Woomer Waterworks just like started playing. Oh, that's funny. Repeat it. However many years later, same exact thing. I was just like, it, oh, God. It hits you in a different way, right? Yes, so good. So my funny Aladdin story is that I have not seen the so the original Aladdin animated movie until 2017. Yeah, yeah. What? Okay, so we're going to totally create and start a segment on air later on in the show that I kind of tease. So I don't know why. How? <laughs> Amanda's so bad right now. So... There were a, like a lot of Disney movies I just never saw. Um, I don't know why, but there was also a lot, obviously, I did uh, just growing up on. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, and maybe I did see it when I was super little. Couldn't tell you a thing about it, but we went to Disney World, uh-huh. and um, one of the best parts of Disney World is going and renting a movie right every night from the Disney library, which now you probably just have Disney plus I would imagine. <laughs> but, um, we watched that and Lauren had, had, my wife had seen it, you know, numerous times. Like most people, like most people, but I, I fell in love with it. Like, that's, how could I not? That's wild. Like I, it's, it's one of my favorites. I know. I listen. It, there's Pete and I had this conversation, Pete, her and I the other day, cause he was coming up with a list of like nineties action movies, like one a year that were his favorite. And I had seen one of the, the 10, uh, from that list and he's like what is wrong with you I'm like dude <laughs> everyone thinks like just because I started the Geekiverse that I have this broad and I to a degree I do but like I, there's so many things movies I haven't seen games I haven't played wow. yeah Aladdin yeah. The, Aladdin so that that maybe will I'm scared to see what else you haven't seen oh gosh I don't even people will think differently of me for for certain things it's kind of crazy but yeah, it's true. So I I ended up falling in love with it though. That's the important thing, right? So thirty years late. <laughs> thirty years late. Get out of town. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. But um, anyway, Aladdin that is now on uh, Disney Plus. The Lion King is coming this week. So by the time you watch or listen to this episode of Pluscast, uh, that will be on Disney Plus. Uh, you saw that, I would imagine. I did not see that. What? There was okay, okay. okay no, I saw the original. Saw well, of the course. original. I saw the original. <laughs> I, I'm was, not that dense. There was like a window at the beginning of the summer where, and you're gonna hurt me. Lion King, Spider Man, all like all of the summer movies, a thousand percent missed out on. They, I feel like they were no. in the theaters for like a few weeks and then they were gone. I was in the same boat as you. Okay, for sure, because I wanted to see Aladdin and I wanted to see Lion King. Um, there's something else in there that I missed, but like you're right because John Wick was there. That was a big one for me. Spider Man, I had to, but I didn't even see it the first two weeks. Like yeah. I was traveling and all this, and I'm like, I gotta see Spider Man. Yeah, it's like all these great movies that like I feel like in the past it would be a year that a Spider Man movie would come out, and then another year, oh, sure. oh, a Lion King remake would come out, and then another year, oh, it's a Star Wars movie. But like you're getting all of them. In six, seven months within each other, right. I'm poor. I can't afford to see all these movies. <laughs> no, well, not to mention even just time. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've you got to dedicate certain activities and priorities. And I, 
I am at the movies more than by far the average person, and I missed a lot yeah. last year. But we knew that because 2019 was massive. Yeah, there was tons of movies that came like, out. Like, insane between Star Wars at the end, Avengers, even, um, my gosh, John Wick, Jumanji, Knives Out ended up being huge. Yeah. And Knives Out wouldn't have been on any of our lists, I think, going into the year. And then it ended up being this great thing. And then not to mention the Disney movies. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a Disney movie in there that I, I didn't see Frozen 2. Like oh, that. I haven't seen that yet. I didn't see Toy Story 4. I didn't. Yes. That's the one I'm thinking of. So I did not see Toy Story 4. Yeah. And that surprises me a lot because I felt like I was going to be there day one. Yeah. Just because that was like my earliest and favorite movie. And I feel like that movie. and Lion King came out and Aladdin all came out freakishly close to each other where it's like. They did. Spread them out, please. I like, don't know why Lion King and Aladdin came out so close specifically. Because yeah, those were like in the same... They're both the live action I mean, yeah. remakes. Exactly. But yeah, I don't I, know. 2009, I failed miserably it, at seeing movies. That's that's funny. I had the exact same issue. Maybe it was right around like Nickel City Con time. Like that was a tough time for... <laughs> it's the only valid excuse. It's the only valid excuse. You got to get to Nickel City Con. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um... Toy Story, speaking of which, is coming in February. Uh, February 5th, I want to say we had. As, it's on one of my lists here. I've got a few, unfortunately, going on. And um, that that's one I really need to watch right yep. away. Yeah, I'm like depending on Disney Plus to bring these titles because I miss them in theaters. I'm not going to buy them on DVD. <coughs> so yeah. please get them on Disney Plus sooner rather than later. Exactly. Wow. Uh, it's funny because I we buy Blu-rays. Uh, usually it's it's more so some of the bigger movies that like I know I'm going to watch whether it's like a Star Wars or a yeah. Marvel movie but um, these ones that we may have purchased in the past not so much anymore because of Disney Plus like yeah, why there's no reason and it, it, it'll be on there probably for a good long time we would imagine but I don't know I don't know anyway there's other stuff coming those are kind of the uh, big movies that are coming to the service in February uh, February 1st, there's a movie called uh, Big Business, as well as Around the World in 80 Days. Ironically enough, I did see that one in theaters. Around the World in 80 Days? <laughs> yeah. I remember that movie. I loved it. I So the list here uh, from Collider, this is where we got this list, says the 2004 adaptation stars Steve Coogan as a scientist who, in order to win a bet, must travel around the world by any means necessary in 80 days. Um, and I was like pretty sure that was jackie chan right in that movie i think he was in arnold schwarzenegger was also was he really yes he played a very offensive role i don't remember that at all (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my gosh offensive that's hilarious yes i need to find out more um i barely remember the movie but i do remember steve coogan and i always loved jackie chan so um i clicked on the link and there was a picture of jackie i'm like ah there we go (laughs) Uh, we talked about this pre-show neither of us know about this movie at all it's called old dogs uh february 9th stars Robin Williams and John Travolta as uh, slick bachelors thrown into parenting roles when one of them learns he actually fathered a son and has to look after him for a bit. Uh, we were thinking wild hogs, right? Like yes, that was definitely. But that doesn't thing. sound like it at all. No, that definitely had Tim Allen in it. I wish it would <laughs> say like what year these are from. Like what year is old dogs from? So looking at the picture we're looking at of Robin Williams and John Travolta, got to be Say, somewhat recent. Yeah, maybe like early to mid 2000s. That would exactly be my guess. Yeah. It's got to be as vague as that is, right around there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like a, uh, <laughs> 10-year uh, window. Yeah, and then uh, February 16th, uh, Iron Man and Hulk, Heroes United, which I know really nothing about, but that is an animated film uh, coming to Disney+. And uh, the big thing, maybe we should just go out of order here a little bit. Oh, hang on. Let me look at the list of what we got going on. <sighs> okay. So, no, I want to leave it the way it is. Long story short. Go in order. We'll go in order here. Um, uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, we're going to wrap up the show with. We'll get to that in just a few moments. That is going to be coming February 17th. That is notably the seventh and uh, what we believe will be the final season of that series. Anyway, just some other little news bits here. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge uh, has been announced as a show. We don't have a time frame on this, I believe. Uh, but kind of an interesting I'm so thing, excited for it. Right? Like, it <laughs> just seems like the perfect match. Yeah. You know, like this would have been a perfect uh, 90s Nickelodeon show. 100%. That's what I have envisioned in my mind. So if it's not like that, I'm going to be kind of disappointed. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the same exact boat. 
What's really interesting is it's going to be hosted by Ahmed Best, uh, who played Jar Jar Binks. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So he's back. Um, and it's funny, he made an appearance at Star Wars Celebration earlier this year, I believe. No. Um, well, earlier this year. When I say that, I mean 2019 spring. <laughs> Last year. <laughs> he, he definitely was, because it was, it was the 20th anniversary of uh, episode one. Wow. Yeah. I know, weird, right? gross <laughs> it's gross it's the best way to put it well he um he was welcomed back with open arms like he got r- just this awesome awesome ovation and he should like he shouldn't take I any crap for that personally character. feel like it's because of like the jar jar sith lord rumor that has gone around for years now which makes his character infinitely cooler i say anytime you watch the phantom menace to suspend the notion that that is not true oh. and Pretend it is because it really makes things different. It does. It's bizarre. It's, it's freaky. My husband and I, when we were watching it, and with that <laughs> in our minds, we were like, you can't tell me that he's not. Like, oh, so good. Like, you definitely are watching the TV and go, what? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Also, well, I can't. Never mind. I was going to totally uh-huh. spoil something from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I can't do can't that. Can't do that yet. No, not yet. Um, so that's really exciting. I hope that is in the works i i imagine that's not something that would need like a a lot a of, few years out you know yeah. like it doesn't need a, a lot of pre-production it's yeah. let's make it and let's go but we'll see hopefully later this year what also is interesting is wandavision the series from marvel is now coming in 2020 it was originally going to be 2021 to coincide with dr strange oh, okay the sequel because they were going to tie into each other in terms of storyline however dr strange recently um it was reported that Scott Dickerson, who's the director, was either let go or left the project. I, he probably left the project due to creative differences, as always. Always. But wonder if that has anything to do at all with WandaVision, which has now been bumped up. And I also mm-hmm. heard that the Hawkeye show has kind of been pushed off somewhat indefinitely. I, I wonder don't if that know. also like rearranged things, possibly. It's possible. They may have come out too early with given the timeline with all yeah. these. Right? Like, a little too ambitious. <laughs> yeah. Especially if production hasn't even started on, yeah. on a number of and them. And if you look at like the quality of The Mandalorian, you kind of expect every Disney Plus original series to have that same quality. And it's, if it doesn't, it's I'm not going to say it's going to be a problem. But it does set the bar, though, for expectations. Extraordinarily high. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, so I, I thought that was an interesting tidbit. And this news for WandaVision coming out this year was thrown in like the middle of a quick video that released on Twitter, um, which also showed a very quick glimpse of the Lizzie McGuire reboot, which I'm not sure what they're calling that, or maybe just Lizzie McGuire. But I kind of like that that's happening. Like I, That's like fond nostalgia from growing yes. up, I think. Like when we were growing up together, Lizzie McGuire was always everything. Yeah. Like yeah. we I mean, always it was talked only about on it. for three years. It was from 2001 to 2004. But I feel like. It almost defined the Disney Channel, the good Disney Channel generation. I'll say it like it's not like the shows they have on now. (laughs) I feel like the cutoff, like to where it was no longer the generation, was maybe like Phil of the Future. Yeah, I never watched that. That was Wizards of Waverly Place. Never watched that. I don't even know if that was Nickelodeon. I could be wrong. I don't even know. Oh Um, gosh, no, I don't know either. Yeah, and like. like with the movies like Cheetah Girls, I'm I was like I was too old at that point yeah. for Cheetah Girls and for sure I'm trying to think of like like even like High School Musical Camp Rock. Oh uh, yeah, no, none of it. For none of those. Anything prior to that, I'm like yes, <laughs> golden Disney Channel original movies, Disney Channel original TV shows. Yeah, perfection. Um, I'm totally with you there. So. Uh, so I'm excited that that's happening. Pirates of the Caribbean was something that was as we shift here a little bit into another news item, Pirates of the Caribbean was um, promoted as being a reason to buy Disney+. Plus. It said, Pirates of the Caribbean, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney Originals, Disney Channel Originals, all in one place. Pirates of the Caribbean in there. Jack Sparrow, big promotion. Pirates of the Caribbean is currently off, <clears throat> excuse me, Disney+, Plus, which is quick, right? That's very quick. Month and a half, really, uh, from when it was removed. All of this due to streaming rights. So I didn't know this. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens was a last second addition to Disney Plus because Stars owns the streaming rights in terms of uh, there's like a, a time embargo on it. 
and Disney Plus basically uh, allowed they negotiated a deal for promoting stars. So they could have Force Awakens and basically say they have all the Skywalker movies minus Episode Nine. Yeah, um, I imagine a lot of that went on. Oh, I'm sure. With a lot of different franchises, <laughs> a lot of ping pong back and forth. Yes, and especially Marvel too, because originally it was reported only like seven movies in the MCU were going to be there, and then yeah. it was like fifteen or sixteen. I was going to say it was almost all of them. Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting to see how it plays out from the business standpoint, but. Anyway, with Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll notice that and maybe some other movies that are now missing. Home Alone was it for me because right around Christmas, right after Christmas, we wanted to watch it. Um, not a big deal. It's an accessible movie, but I was on Disney Plus and noticed only Home Alone 3 was available. And come on, the series ended <laughs> after two. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no. The only Home Alone 3 I want is with a uh, 30-some-odd-year-old Macaulay <laughs> Culkin. That's all I want. That's I want. I want. <laughs> you saw that picture that he tweeted out of him? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I want. I think that's hilarious. That's all I need. Macaulay Culkin is just, he's had this nice little pop culture revival yes. from the sense Bring of him his, back. his social media presence. Uh, he's funny. Yes. Did you see the video a few years back of, it's like a five minute video of him in character. Yes. Isn't and isn't it, it for like like home security or something? I think so. Yeah. As like an adult <laughs> yeah. Kevin. And He's how, like, like eating it, his ice cream <laughs> watching the horrible Christmas movie. <laughs> it like traumatized him. Oh my gosh. It's uh, it's so awesome. It's good. Uh, so this is what I wanted to bring up. Um, and we kind of already played it. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I told Pete, uh, a.k.a. the Grumpy Geek, that we need to do across Geekiverse shows. So not limited to PlusCast. Um, but maybe we should title it. I can't believe Josiah hasn't seen that, but it's, I can't believe you haven't seen that. And we kind of already played Yeah. and I have seen it. I just, I didn't see it for a long time, uh, which there really was no excuse to not see Aladdin, yeah. but like legitimately, if you picked like a name of a Disney movie, a beloved movie, it doesn't have to be Disney, but we're on plus cast. Odds are, I would bet you I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you want to take a second and think of one or even as we're going through just like the end list of the Clone Wars here. But if one pops up. Tarzan. Animated? Like yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Mulan? Yes. Okay. Little Mermaid? Yes. Not. <laughs> you hesitated. Little Mermaid. It's funny, though. Even It's so the redhead with the clamshell bra. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen it. But, like, even to this day, I barely remember anything that went on in that movie. It's a weird... Like, I know the general um, arc, but, I, it, like, I must not have watched it a lot at all. The Great Mouse Detective. Mm, no. Oh. I don't... Mm, I don't think so, so I'm going to say no. Oh, the Jungle Book. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Amanda, let me let me learn you something here. That is my favorite okay. Disney animated movie. <sighs> <laughs> is it really growing oh. up i cannot tell you how many times i watched it really and how many times in the car i will play bare necessities for daisy it's a good song yes it's a good one um so yeah no i have not seen the live action jungle book it was pretty good i love it was john favreau right yes. yes i love him yes and the boy who played Mowgli, i gave him all these props because <laughs> He was literally like playing against a green screen. I was going to say, he was acting with nothing, Yes, right? and like, he did fantastic. So I'm not a huge fan of like that style, which is why I'm nervous about the new Lion King. But little Mowgli, he was fabulous. It's funny because I was literally just about to ask you live action Jungle Book or live action Lion King and then realized, oh yeah, right. 10 minutes ago when we talked I about you not having seen it. I just imagine, like, or by default, assume you yeah. have seen things. But, like, I saw the trailer for it in theaters, and as soon as Mufasa started talking, I started crying. So all I need to hear is James Earl Jones' voice and, like, the instrumental music from Lion King, and I'm done. So he just turned 89 this week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He needs to record every single word in the English language. Agreed. So we can continue using him after he's dead. <laughs> you know, I think the same way with a lot of things, like... um this is local for us in Western New York, but like with Rick Jenneret, the voice of the Buffalo Sabres, just a very unique um, PA or not PA announcer, but commentator. Yeah. If you love hockey, you, you know, who Rick Jenneret is anyway. I've always wanted them to record him in some way, shape or form saying that the Sabres have won the Stanley cup in case they ever do. They ever do. which <laughs> Probably not going to happen. So why bother? But if they do, and he is not with us anymore, that they could play that. And I think Buffalo just would, Lose, lose it. it that's how we yeah. we are here right yeah. so um it's funny that you mentioned that with uh james earl jones yes we had a discussion uh, a few years ago um 
one of the earliest Geekiverse recordings, and it was oh, it was because of Rogue One, and how James Earl Jones was coming back to voice him, mm-hmm. and it was a discussion on who should voice Darth Vader if they ever decided that like past James Earl Jones, whether he retired or passes away one day, like who should voice him? James Earl Jones. I had two point I had. <laughs> What I thought was, so they can do a lot of things now without actually having to create. Yeah. But I said Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh, he's got a good, like, the nice, like, deep, full it's voice. He's got the timber, right? Like, it's, it's good. I feel like you feel it in your chest when he talks. Yeah. I would, I would. You'd allow it. Right? I'd allow it, but only because it's Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> right. See, I, I play to my audience, folks. That's true. No, I, I <laughs> love. <easy. laughs> I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, just anything he's in, he commands when he's on screen. Or and it's so funny because he's like the skinny white guy, but he's like really commanding. You would him. never know. You would yeah, never you know. Would not know. So that was a fun discussion because everyone kind of looked at me like I was crazy no, when I posed I would that agree. question. But you know, fair enough. Uh, but Benedict Cumberbatch, that would be fun. Or just record every single word in the English language. Also possible. That, yes. I've been saying it for years, so they need to get on it. It would take time, but yes, let's do that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's a segment I want to play on all of our podcasts Ooh. and shows from now on just to make people You did it. pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. That you threw some good, good ones I'll at me. To, I'll think have think to about think it. Think of better ones. Think of so for like next episode, popular ones. Because those are you know, the hidden gems are maybe I may be just as likely yeah. to have I seen. almost said the black cauldron. Have you seen the black cauldron? No. It's super uplifting. <laughs> you should totally watch it. <laughs> I feel like you're lying. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Super depressing. I am not. Yes, it's from that. the Disney Dark Ages for a reason. <sighs> but it's really some, good. Is it on Disney Plus? Ooh. Do you know? I think so. I feel like I saw it, but I could also be hallucinating. Hallucinating? If not, I, I have it for you if you okay. want to borrow it. Um, I have it on VHS, DVD, and digital. Oh my gosh. I really like it. All right. It. Well, maybe I'll get your login and <laughs> get all depressed. We'll see. Because we were thinking about last episode doing a segment where we challenge each other to watch something. And I thought this was maybe better just to like, because pe- people will get else. mad and have gotten mad at me for not seeing certain things. And I was like, oh, let's make this a thing. And I'll make a master list somewhere. So yeah. Um, before we wrap up today's episode of Pluscast, we're going to get to a little bit of a primer on the season seven uh, premiere of The Clone Wars. So coming February 17th, and I'm 99% sure these are coming weekly. Do you Have you seen anywhere? I haven't seen anywhere. I'm assuming they'll do that just to draw out subscriptions, kind of like The Mandalorian did. Everything else for Disney Plus original content has been, to my knowledge. Like, no series has fully dropped yet. Um, Because, like, some outlets were vague about it, and I was like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I gotta imagine it's weekly. Anyway, we are gonna have a Geek of Our Show based on that, like we did for Mandalorian, just week to week to to have a discussion on it. Um, So, five things you need to know uh, just about the Clone Wars before you get to to Season 7 here. Um, It's not... um, it's not something you should skip. Like Amanda said, it's something, especially if you like Star Wars, get into it because there's no shortage on the lore and Easter eggs. Uh, George Lucas was a part of this the entire way. Um, he won't be, you know, for season seven, but like he had his hand in all of this. Uh, so if you appreciate it and, you know, his work throughout the years, you'll definitely like this on top of it. So number one, uh, this may be obvious, but it is set indeed between episodes two and three. So Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. This, uh, I had read the other day, the series was meant to conclude with, like, uh, Palpatine's abduction or, like, leading up to Revenge of the Sith, yeah. like, right away. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get there or not, but um, that would be an interesting yeah. thought. And, like, that's the one thing I always, like, whenever I try to encourage people to watch it, I always say, like, it is, it's the Clone Wars. This is the biggest war in like the Star Wars universe. Like you always hear people talk about even in a new hope. You say, you know, years ago you helped my father in the clone wars and you finally, however many years later get to see the clone wars. And for me, it really adds to the character of Anakin Mm. because when I saw it in the theaters, I'm like, what is his problem? Like, he's just like this whiny little brat. Like, do what yeah. you're told. Oh, my gosh. And in it, like, you learn so much more about his character and his interaction with his Padawan. 
spoiler alert, not really because it's an old show, um, and just why he would be so distrusting of the Jedi Council and why he would be so willing to kind of listen to Palpatine. Whereas if you're just watching Revenge of the Sith, you're like, what is this guy's problem? Like, he's getting everything he deserves in the end. Whereas if you actually watch The Clone Wars, it all makes sense and it makes him a more likable character. Yeah, in my I, opinion. I think so. I think it adds depth. And it, what more, or what's more, is it bridges the gap between episode two Anakin and episode three Anakin because mm-hmm. they are different characters. Completely. Even though it's on the same trajectory, there is a lot missing there. And I think George always intended that because he wanted to do this series. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just too much to put on on the big screen to to dive into for the Clone Wars. Uh, but the episode three Anakin is is far more likable than I would argue than the episode two version who's young and kind of immature and whiny. And and maybe that's not Hayden Christensen's fault. Maybe that's lack of direction, but it's what we got playing a younger character. He is playing a younger character. Um, and I, I made this comparison. I, I think Kylo Ren is what was always intended to be the execution for Anakin Mm -hmm. in that, in the prequels. Like this is what was always intended to be. Like, I think he's a much more popular character, much more endearing character than what we saw with, Anakin back in yeah, those days. I agree. Uh, but like she said, it adds a lot of uh, depth to his character. So if you if you didn't care for the prequels, maybe this enhances it a bit for you. It definitely enhanced it for me because like I always say, like the prequels weren't that well written. But if you plop Clone Wars in the middle of that trilogy, it just makes it so much better and yeah. more cohesive. It makes it a better all around series. Absolutely, I I agree. I I do. I think it does uh, make them better. Point number two. Uh, This is actually different from the Clone Wars movie and Cartoon Network original series. So first off, uh, Cartoon Network, they did a two-part animated series. Um, I want to say they were about 45 minutes a piece. And it was 2003, 2004 that those had come out. They do not connect to this series. They are separate, no longer considered canon. However... Um, the Clone Wars series that we're getting that's tied into Disney now, that is all considered canon. All of this is one mm-hmm. you know, cohesive universe. There was a Clone Wars movie in 2008 that is a part of this universe, but it's often forgotten because it kind of was a little bit cheesy, maybe a little bit, again, for lack of a better term, dumbed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character of Ahsoka was not fully realized yet, and they didn't really have an identity for her just yet, among other issues. And it was kind of a little bit of a letdown. The Clone Wars series, the episodic series, came along and just changed everything. Yeah. You know, it kind of it grew, especially as we got to probably seasons two and three. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, so there's a difference there. Uh, point number three, the episodes are not chronological. Did you know this? Yes, it drives okay. me insane. It's weird. It drives me crazy. It's like when they released Firefly on network TV. Like, it doesn't really make sense that they would do this because this was uh, a planned thing. You know, it wasn't a... An event of the Let's week. Let's make or, it up as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's not, it's not an adventure of the week. It, these are arcs that you need to be able to comprehend. So there, there's numerous lists you can find online. Just Google the Clone Wars chronological order. Um, I believe in season three, they become chronological from mm-hmm. there on out. Like yeah. there's meaningful arcs that go all the way through. And that's not to take away from seasons one and two, because there's some really good stuff in yes. there. But as long as you don't care about, more so of the connectivity from week to week yeah. uh, or episode to episode, I should say, um, maybe you won't mind. Yeah, but- And I have heard that there, hopefully people are hoping that Disney offers an option oh, to be able to watch it. I never considered chronologically. that. That would be amazing. Where it's like you can watch it as it aired or you can watch it how it's meant to be viewed if they do that. That's so awesome. That would be great. And I feel like you're Disney. Bob Iger, get on it. You can do it. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the way they lay out the Star Wars movies in the, uh, like, if you click on the Star Wars Wars section, (laughs) uh, they are chronological by release, which is weird. Again, why isn't there an option for just episodes one through eight? It goes four, five, six, and then one, two, three, and it's all over the place. So I don't know. That is a really good suggestion for a feature. Get on it, Bob. Get going, Bob. What are you doing? (laughs) Tweet us, Bob. Um, Number four, I'm going to let you take this one. So Amanda's favorite Star Wars character ever, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Um, The introduction of Ahsoka Tano, who a lot of, um, like we grew up with the originals and then the prequels. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, Luke, Leia, Vader, you name it, Obi-Wan. And a lot of kids uh, nowadays, their first 
interaction, their meeting to Star Wars is Ahsoka Tano. Yes. So tell us about Ahsoka. So Ahsoka is the coolest Star Wars character of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She is Anakin's Padawan. Um, This is one of those little factoids that a lot of people, a lot of fans of Star Wars who only watch the movies have no idea that Anakin had a Padawan. Um, Really, really cool. You meet her when she's a a youngling, basically. She's this, uh, basically, for lack of a better word, a little girl. Yeah. Um, and then she is, she's young. Yeah, she's this little thing. And throughout the series, she just grows up. Um, she matures. Her her powers become more attuned. Um, she's just one of those characters that um, she's not a damsel in distress. She you knows she plays a strong, f- independent woman mm-hmm. while also being very in tune with her emotions and very supportive and loving, um, especially towards Anakin, her master. Um, What a great relationship. It is. It's such a good relationship between the two of them. And again, like when you watch their relationship and without spoiling anything, certain things happen between the Jedi Council and Ahsoka and Anakin. It just, you understand why Anakin was so willing to turn his back basically on the Jedi Council. You get it. It makes sense and it just adds to his character. Um, And Ahsoka has become so much more popular probably in the last six or seven years now. I'd say since Clone Wars ended pretty much. Yeah, um, uh, because it was sort of like she didn't really get an ending. Like the whole series didn't really get an ending. And then um, she does appear again in Rebels. Man, I Um, didn't know that she did until... Like Until I, she did. Right. It wasn't <laughs> it was so spoiled good. for me. I screamed at the TV when she showed up because I heard her voice and I was like, that sounds like so, did, You didn't know either? I had no idea. Oh, man. And then she just oh, showed up that. and I just, my husband's kind of like, are you okay? <laughs> I love Ahsoka Tano. Back when they had Star Wars weekends at Disney Hollywood Studios, you could meet her. I saw her oh. um, on stage um, at a Star Wars weekend. I did too. I remember messaging you. I don't think you were, I think you were working or interning for Disney? I apologize. Probably. But yeah. I don't think you were there that week that we were there. I went yeah. with Lauren and uh, her parents and it was a Star Wars weekend yep. and um, she was there as well as James Arnold Taylor, voice of Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. And Ray Park, who was Darth Maul yeah. in episode one. So it was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I loved it. They need to bring back Star Wars weekends. But I'm just gonna yeah, like they should. It was so much they fun. Um, but yeah, Ahsoka Tano. I mean, she has her own book now. Um, it's a great book. I've saw. I saw that um, Rosario da- Dawson is kind of like campaigning. I reported on it for the Geekiverse probably like two or three years ago now, <laughs> where I was like, she wants to play Ahsoka, and now there's a campaign going that she wants to play Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. Oh man, sign which me up. I'll get could right be now. possible. However, oh, yeah. her voice was in. The Rise of yes, yes. Um, so, spoiler alert: one of the voices you hear towards the end of the movie, we'll say, uh, is Ashley Eckstein, yes. uh, which is pretty freaking Again, awesome. Again, freaked out in the middle of the movie theater. <laughs> oh man, I was waiting for it. I it, that's so cool. Yeah. So Ahsoka yeah. Tano, she's one of those characters um, that, especially like one of like I feel like in the beginning, Star Wars really lacked female characters for me growing up. Like all I had was Princess Leia, which was fine. Like, mm-hmm. she kicks butt, love her, fine, great. But then, like, you had Padme. I, did, I was a tomboy growing up, so I did not identify with Padme in any way, shape, or form. And it wasn't really until the newer things, the newer movies, um, that you started really getting more female characters. But even to this day, Ahsoka Tano, she just, she's cool, she's strong, but she's also very... Not to say emotional, because that makes her sound like flighty, but really yeah. in tune and loving and compassionate. That's a better word to use. Um, sure. She is emotional, but it's not a um, in a, a negative light. Yeah. She's right? in tune with her emotions. And I think in the broader discussion on Anakin leaving the Jedi Order, which we see, maybe that's part of the reason he's told to be almost like a mindless robot, right? Yeah. He can't love. He can't have emotion. He can't care about his mom. And Ahsoka does have that emotion and carry this caring touch where Anakin wants that, yeah. is trained to not have it, and it's hard to pass that on. And then when what happens to Ahsoka happens, which you got to watch because it's, it's, it is such a pivotal moment in why Anakin is who he becomes. Yes. Um, it's just, it's, you got to watch it. Yes. That's all I could say about it. Yeah. I love Ahsoka. So I've, I've seen rumors for a long time. I really don't know if there's any credence to it at all, but that um, if they did anything with Ahsoka that, uh, Disney has their eye on Brie Larson, and I, I hear it. Yeah, I don't see it I so much. I don't see it at all. 
like Rosario Dawson. Like there's so many like doctored up images online yes. from Photoshop yes. of, of what she would look like. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. like she is it. Yeah. Um, and she's a fan of the character. My gosh, make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I was like, Brie Larson... I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not feeling it. I'll admit, yeah. I never saw Captain Marvel. It's okay. Yeah, it's, that's what literally everyone said. Like, you don't have to. It's it's. So I'm kind of like, yeah. no. It's okay. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And nothing against Brie Larson, but it, it's okay. Yeah. She's much more, she has a much better presence in Endgame. Yes. We'll, we'll just say that. Uh, last point here, number five. The series is produced by Dave Filoni. Uh, who is responsible for Star Wars Rebels, uh, now Star Wars Resistance, which is in its second and final season, and uh, also has a big hand in The Mandalorian, including producing a few episodes and a brief cameo as an X-Wing pilot, which is great. I did not know that. Yeah. I'll so have to rewatch it. <laughs> the, the episode, it's either five or six, where they go to break out the Twi'lek out of prison. Mm-hmm. The X-Wing pilots are all the producers. So it's That's Filoni. So fun. I don't remember the one gentleman's name. And then Deborah Chow, mm-hmm. who is going to be doing the Kenobi series. Yeah. So exciting. Super awesome. <laughs> super, super awesome. Um, but Dave Filoni, I don't remember if you were, I think I talked about this with John. Do you know how he like got involved? No. He met George Lucas at Star Wars Celebration. I was going to say, I really hope he was at like a Comic-Con or yeah. something. Yeah. Dressed up as, <laughs> what a uh, nerd! I want to say it was either Plo Koon or Kit Fisto, which wow. you'll know. You'll know, and if you are like a Star Wars nerd like me, or you've watched Clone Wars, but like that's what happened. He met him there. I don't know why or what conversation took place, but then like he got involved and started. He's working. living the dream. Like, oh. isn't they just give so so such hope <laughs> to, like, to the rest of just, us it does it's so awesome he wasn't even i don't even think he was there like doing what we do which is like media the media side of things it's just that's so cool but he is a well-respected member of the uh, pop culture community yeah uh, he is if you don't know dave filoni he's always the guy in the cowboy hat yes uh so you you'll see him soon enough i'm sure I don't know if there's anything else i wanted to bring up i feel like there's something else in my mind that i wanted to talk about but Alas, it is gone. So maybe it will come up as soon as we stop hit the stop recording. button. <laughs> We're going to wrap this episode up of Pluscast. If you are a fan of all things Disney, be sure to subscribe to youtube.com slash the Geekiverse to watch the monthly show or listen on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or directly at our website, thegeekiverse.com. Amanda, you've got a lot going on in your life right now. What is uh, something to plug for yourself uh, for Spookies um, and something uh, or where can we find you on social media? Um, so I have a book that's been recently released. Over 200 copies have been sold. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Congrats. Thank that's you. That's a good start. Um, so it is the Haunted Atlas of Western New York. So if you are in the Western New York area or if you're just interested in weird history of places, um, it's a super fun book. Again, over 200 people have already read it, and I assume they're happy readers. I haven't heard otherwise. Well, 200 have bought it. Yeah, I More know. have read it, probably, probably right? Probably. Um, but get your own copy. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's available on Amazon. Um, if you're local, there are several places, different libraries and haunted locations that I present at and sell the books. Um, but I have... Uh, website spookeats.com um, where all the updates are on there and I am on all the social media sound like an old lady um, all the social medias <laughs> Facebook Instagram and Twitter as at spookeats it's nice and easy it is and that's what makes it great um, <laughs> so go check out Amanda's uh, website as well as uh, pick up a copy of the book you gotta do it um, I'm at Josiah D. Leroy on social media across all social media um Lots going on with the Geekiverse uh, video game-wise. We just released our top 10 most anticipated games of 2020, as well as our list of the top 10 games of 2019. Uh, if you are into podcasts, check out Geek Scott Game. You'll hear myself, uh, as well as John and Jeff, on that podcast talking about everything gaming. So, um, next month, uh, we'll be back for another episode of Plus Cast. There's some good stuff coming in the pipeline for March that we already know of to Disney+. Plus. So, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, all we ask is share it with a friend. We'd appreciate it. It goes a long way. For Amanda, I'm Josiah. We will see you soon.
everybody make